Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year. When I, I spoke with Kevin, if I'm going to sign or no for Olympiakos, he said, you're a pretty good deal, like my friend. I can't speak, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, my What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Gate 7 International by the fans for the fans. I'm your host, Costa, joined by my co host, Labro Sirmo in Geneva. We're back again. That's two episodes in one day. I'm not sure we've done that before, but it's been a whirlwind of a day, ladies and gentlemen. Kalispera to those joining us from Greece as well, wherever you are in the world. Uh, Olympiagos fans everywhere. It's been a crazy day. Uh, apparently, the whole backroom staff seems to be changing. Uh, well, let's take things right from the top, but... Before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, as usual, if you're new, uh, if you like what you see, please make sure to like and subscribe to the channel. Keep up to date on everything that's going on with Olympiagos. Labro, after that, tell us, just rehash everything, man. What happened mm -hmm. today? Yeah, I'm already seeing so many comments come in. Uh, a lot of people active. It's a crazy, crazy day. So let's start with what we know. Uh Let's start also on Monday. We, uh, Me and Costa were shooting messages back and forth Monday morning because we're the type of idiots who look at the front page of a newspaper still. I don't know if there are many other people who do that. We saw this name. Actually, I think I messaged you, Costa, because I said, De Sanctis, De Sanctis, because it was written in Greek, and I hadn't heard the guy's name in so long. I was like, who the hell is this? Y you figured it out, but I, I had no idea. And so we read that. We said, oh, is this guy coming? Who is this guy? What does he even do? It was a small uh, box. It was small. The, it was in the, the very paper. corner. Really yeah. small, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. It was tiny. And so we go, interesting. What is that on about? And then we get news this morning that De Sanctis, I think, Morgan De Sanctis, the former goalkeeper of God knows how many teams, Italian national team, Juventus, Monaco, AS Roma, he played Napoli as well, I want to say, everywhere. Uh, had conversations with Olympiacos and was looking positive to join the team. But the reports weren't clear what his role was. It was just De Sanctis looking to join Olympiacos. And then the bombs dropped from Italy, Di Marzio, and uh, the guys we had on earlier from Tutto Mercato dropped the news that Francois Modesto was departing Olympiacos and going to Monza. First, when I saw Monza, I saw the headline and I thought it was a cheese or something. I was a bit confused. So I Googled Monza and it was the team of Berlusconi. I'm not going to lie. I read Monza and we all know how I am with names. I thought it was a cheese. I was a bit confused. <laughs> further, further clarification from Google um, showed it was not a cheese and the, the fit makes sense. Uh, Francois Modesto is going to have a lot of money to play with. Uh, for this team from Lombardi that's been bought by Silvio Berlusconi, the former, whatever, the prime minister of former Italy. Former prime minister, former chairman of AC Milan, yeah. uh, former MEP. 
yeah. former, former Bunga host. Former good friend with uh, Mamadar Gaddafi and Vladimir Putin still. Anyway, so <laughs> he's heading over there. Um, and so we get the news and the Sanctis. We get, originally in the De Sanctis rumors, we should say that there was talk that Walt, uh, how, how do you say it? Sabadini, Walter Sabadini, is that the first name? Walter, I, I'm struggling yeah. with all the names. Walter Sabadini was also in the running for the same position that Olympiakos was discussing with both of them. So as we go on, we we actually broke this to you guys. We spoke with um, our friend from Tuto Mercato, Marco, who told us while Walter Sabatini is not competing with Morgan De Sanctis, they may be joining Olympiacos together. So very, very interesting stuff. So Modesto out one. De Sanctis looks for sure in. Now, what we don't know is Walter Sabatini, who's an extremely famous sporting director in Italy, has passed through the doors of many big clubs there, Lazio, Roma, and others, was most recently in Salitana. He's considered one of the better sporting directors in in Italy. I, I spoke with my Italian friends. I know you have some Italian friends. And they tell me that he, my Italian Roma friends said he was the best sporting director he remembers during his time as a current time, as a as a Roma supporter, he loves uh, Sabatini, who's a little crazy, and so we can get into that a bit. the The, the greatest uh, accomplishment, most people were saying, of Sabatini was uh, this actual past January. There's a team called Salernitana, 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 um, and this team sucked. Um, they also were accused of being owned by the Lazio owner as well, dual ownership. They had a whole catastrophe. But they looked destined to go down. They had like a one win, if even a win by January. They bring Sabatini on. They bought 12 players and Sabatini basically saved them. They went on an incredible run at the end of the season and stayed up when people thought there was no chance. And it's really interesting because we said to Marco, we said, Olympiacos preseasons next week. And he says, he, he was chuckling a bit. He's like, Salitani's season was over and they were going down. And uh, Sabatini showed up in January 15th, bought them 10 players, construct a squad and save them. And he's like, yeah. no worries about preseason starting next week. So interesting. So, so far, what we can say is Francois Modesto has left Olympiacos. He's going to the not the cheese monza the team and um, that was confirmed also by adriano galliani so yes. some of you might remember that adriano galliani has some links with olibiagos already even his Nephew his grandson i think grandson, it's his grandson okay. his grandson was listed in the b team um Still listed, I, technically. Yeah, but i don't think he ever played i think he went off to panionios as well on loan um, so there is a link there with Galliani, and I've read yeah. Galliani's quotes to the Italian press about Modesto. He's confirmed Francois Modesto is joining Monza, and uh, he said that you know Monza are going to need a good technical director to ensure that Monza stays up and that he will receive a, a good budget and he has good experience from his time at Olympiacos. So it looks like he's going to be given the keys there as yeah. as technical or as rather sporting director, a sporting yeah. director at Monza. We know that Modesto's role at Olympiacos the last few years has, has morphed, has adapted and changed from being a, a sporting director to a technical director to a chief scout. 
that that's all been a little bit confusing mm -hmm. i found over the years but that's it it's it's it looks like it's the end of an era francois yes. modesto is is on his way out and morgan de sanctis was in athens the last three days we've been told by sources so he was in athens already three days ago he's had uh, long talks with Olympiacos. Official Olympiacos have confirmed that there have been discussions with Morgan De Sanctis. Yeah, the club has that, confirmed these things. You're that correct. is concrete, confirmed by the club. What is not confirmed by the club is this news. Walter Sabatini is in Athens, is expected in Athens tomorrow to interview for the job of sporting director. So let's be clear here. The news that we have from, um, from Marco Conterio, the chief editor of Tutto Mercato Web Italy, one of the biggest sports sites in Italy, he's saying that Morgan De Sanctis will be the new general director so that means that Lina Suluku, who's currently the general director, will focus more on the legal issues only. De Sanctis will be the general director. And Walter Sabatini is going to have a discussion about becoming the sporting director. That's the yeah. role that he has had at his previous teams as well. The reports from... Our in exclusive interview earlier with uh, with Marco have not been confirmed yet by the club, but they've paved their way into some of the Italian and Greek media already. So we'll know more about that tomorrow. Yeah. That's pretty much the news in terms of how things have gone down, who is who. I mean, Labro talked about De Sanctis. Uh, he's, a, he's a new guy. He hasn't really ever had the opportunity to take a club and, you know, drive his ambition, um, drive a project. That's what attracts him to Olympiacos. He will supposedly get the opportunity yeah. to, you know, roll out his vision or develop a vision for the club. Um, he doesn't have the experience, though. Morgan De Sanctis does not have the experience. That he Walter has Sanctis no experience. Has as being the head honcho for sure and something that um which is really interesting that hasn't been in the greek media but we were told by by marco is that morgan de sanctis has been approached by multiple clubs in serie b this uh this spring going into this summer and has turned them down he's been focusing more on crafting a player portfolio i guess he told us he's looking uh to form up a uh better understanding also of the South American market. Supposedly he's been traveling quite a bit throughout Argentina and, uh, and, and the rest of the continent. So he turned down all of those opportunities, albeit in say B. Um, so it's looking interesting. Um, one thing that we don't know is the Sancti's experience as well with um, Sabatini. We don't know the relationship. I assume there may be some crossover because I think there was at Roma. Um, what we can say about De Sanctis is he has experience with very good technical directors. We we can say that, uh, what did they call it, mochi, mochi magic during the days of uh, Mochi 
at Roma, now the sporting director at Sevilla. That's going very well for him. He's considered one of the best sporting directors in the world. And also with uh, Pinto, I think the name is, of the Portuguese <clears throat> technical director who was at Roma. Or could still be at Roma, I, I don't remember. But anyway. Yeah, he's still there. And I just want to address this comment. Yeah. So we did ask this question about his relationship with uh, Tiago Pinto at, uh, at Roma. Apparently, he... You know, Pinto came in as a new guy after after Monsi left, and I got the impression that the relationship with the Sanctus wasn't wasn't so warm. Pinto had his own scouts, his own team, and the Sanctus was kind of not really the right hand man, but kind of bit of a third wheel, watching and trying to learn and understand. So yeah, the Sanctus has had some experience of being around some, you know, very charismatic backroom star football figures and um there's also a question you know a lot of confusion about you know guys what's the difference between uh technical director and general director general director is the one that has uh the overview like the the, the big vision let's say and is the connect between the uh the board of directors the, the footballing team and then the, the sporting director is really closer to what's happening Football-wise, uh, on the pitch, uh, transfers really into into those kinds of things. So, you know, um, Marco from Tutto Mercato was telling us that you know Sabatini has fantastic experience of picking up players, particularly from South America. Something that we've been tragic at, as long as I can remember, yeah. picking up South American players and developing them. He bought in uh, Javier Pastore, uh, Edinson Cavani. And who was the other? Paolo Dybala. He was uh, one of the architects of Palermo uh, years back, bringing them back up. They were demoted, I guess. Um, and Paolo yeah. Dybala was one of the key points of that team that brought them back up. So it would be yeah. really nice to diversify a little bit from just Portuguese players from from uh, from the Portuguese league, um, the French ones, players from Turkey. I mean, the French players have that's have been, been good, great. but the. I don't think Morgan De Santis or or Sabatini have any links to the Turkish league, to the Saudi leagues that we've been seeing a lot of recently at Olympiacos. We've been seeing, of course, the, the wingers this last summer were um, Henry Onyakuru, Gary Rodriguez, both players, Turkish league uh, players, connections to the Middle East as well for Gary Rodriguez. I don't think that's the type of profile they're going to be going to um, if they do, I'm really interested to see if Sabatini is going to be signing um, because some people in Greece are making it seem like he's signed for sure. Um, he He's a really high profile sporting director, Costa. Like, I, I don't think as we've been covering this story today um, and we have we're lucky enough to have quite a few friends, um, Italians, but also in the football world who we speak into spoken to. Um, I don't think people in Greece realize how high profile Sabatini is. Um, like what, what type of person this is. This is really high level sporting director. Is he a bit crazy? Is he put out there? He got in a huge fight with the owner of Salitana publicly. Yes. But has he been a football scout and pulled in actual fantastic football players from God knows where? Yes. Has he formed very good football teams that have been competitive? Yes. So um, I, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm really 
surprised that, that that's not come up more. And it's weird because Sabatini has come out of the blue because he was going to stay at Salitana from all we considered until five days ago. The owner went off of him and the, the relationship broke down. So, But he also said that I have an offer from a, yeah. from a big side from abroad playing Champions League yeah. or competing for the Champions League. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Sabatini said to them, he said, well, um, Salitana, like I just saved your ass, which Jesus Christ, all the Italians will agree with you. He did. He did. And the accomplishment of that, I, I really can't underscore it more. Salitana was in a position where they were thinking of being demoted and points being deducted for an ownership issue. They could barely win a game. Fans don't come in. Their stadium is decrepit. And he brought in 10 guys in 15 days and they turned it around. Um, that's incredible. I, I, I just, I, we should underscore that even more. Uh, it's it's really incredible. So, something that was really emphasized to us is that he has a very strong personality. So yeah. they will interview him tomorrow per our, per our sources. He'll be in Athens, will be interviewed tomorrow. They have to be able to, to communicate and understand each other and be clear because I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to be accepting any bullshit. He's no bullshit kind of guy. That's the impression that I have of him. I mean, look, look at the picture. Look at look at the picture that we have of him. This guy. That's Walter Sabatini. For those of you that have never An seen him, before. avid smoker as well. Supposedly he he will smoke on the pitch, no problem. Supposedly, yeah. Now. There is um there is there are a lot of questions. We're, we're going to go through the comments, yeah, guys. Thank you, guys. Keep keep sending keep the, the questions. We'll go through keep, them. Keep them coming. Like we're going to get to them. We'll take things. Uh, we'll take things as well. And actually, do you know what, guys? I am going to drop the link into the chat. Anybody that wants to get on and talk to us, yeah, feel free. Don't uh, you know? Feel free. So and in Greek, we have a lot of Greek listeners tonight as well. If you want to speak yes. Greek, we can speak Greek. It's fine. Yes, guys. Amathelite kestalinika. Bummit, no problem. Uh, what did I want to say? I wanted to say that it seems like something's been going on for a long time. And a lot of people in the chat are asking about transfers. And that's what I was thinking this morning as well. It's like, how can we possibly have a transfer policy and transfer targets when we're talking about changing our entire backroom stuff? This is, I called it a mini Italian, an Italian revolution sweeping yeah. Olibiagos, these two high-profile Italians coming in. We can't possibly sign players without first confirming that these guys are coming in. And it made me think, let's, let's go back. Nottingham Forest goes up, they're promoted. Great for Forest, great for Marinagis, potentially very good for Olibiagos as well. We'll see in the, in the, the balance of things. My point is that when did everybody essentially get back to dealing with Olibiakos within the club? There's a, there are a lot of things to deal with for the, for, the, for the board. And I think this is also one of the reasons why the backroom staff is being strengthened is that there are people at Olibiakos that are dealing with both Olibiakos and Nottingham Forest. So they need to bring in some people, football people with experience, to help run the club and to ensure that the club runs sustainably without President Marinakis having to go to Redi five times this year, as he did. Yeah. Marinakis doesn't want to do that. 
He doesn't want to be going to Redi five times a year. He needs the football club to function like a proper modern European football club. So it looks like we will be um, cleaning up shop, making sure everything is in place, all the pieces are in place in terms of the um, in terms of the backroom staff before we make transfers. That's what serious clubs do. I know that we start pre-season next Tuesday, and that does worry me slightly. We have to be patient. Um, we can be more critical, but we have to be patient. We said on this show that we will give a chance to Pedro Martins and the team this season to turn things around. We we do have demands to see good football on the pitch, a team that plays with determination and drive like the first season of of Martins like the second season. We don't want to see what we saw last season. Um, and I think we're going to have to be a bit patient. And I've ranted on a little bit, but those are some of my some of my thoughts on what has happened and how it's happened and you know explaining what's been happening the last the last yeah. week and more. I wrote a thread on Twitter when this news broke and it was before the the full story developed, but I, I'm going to just go over some of my ideas as I wrote them. The problem at the moment at the moment at Olympiacos is not bringing players in. Yes, we need to bring players in, but I want people to go down the list of players. Francois Modesto, along with Pedro Martins, with or without, who knows, with his approval, has brought into Olympiacos a lot of heavy contracts. The budget is the most expensive it's been in years, almost the most it's ever been in the Marinakisera. And is this the best team in the Marinakisera? For sure not. So the team is full of these heavy contracts. And these are people like, we'll start off Socrates, Manulas, Jan Envia, Thomas Vachlik, Ruben Semedo, Pierre Kunde, Henry Onyekuru. A lot of these players, which are not being sold for good money. I think the goal at this point is just to get them off of the payroll. The payroll problem is massive, is really, really bad. The first job of Morgan De Santis and De Santis, and uh, and if uh, the other guy comes in, I'm forgetting the names. I'm Walter Sabatini. Sabatini. I want to say Bastini for some. Bastini Sabatini. Anyway, the 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 real problem is going to be shipping these contracts off, and doing that without help from agents is going to be extremely difficult. The the big problem is. People don't want to take these massive contracts and a lot of mediocre players, specifically Onyekuru, Kunde, but but there's more. There, there's a lot more in this team. And they're difficult to move on, guys. I, I really I really hope you all understand that. So Francois Modesto, thank you for the memories. I wrote an article about this back in January, Kosa, if you remember, about the precarious state that Olympiacos was now found in itself by this strategy. And the strategy currently, as we hear it, to give El Arabi maybe 2 million euros on a two-year close contract is exactly the type of modesto move that has led Olympiacos to this situation. So the big thing of De Sanctis and uh, Sabatini will be letting players go. And Adonis Economidis, who I really respect, I think he's one of the best Greek sports journalists, has been. he's a close follower of Olympiacos, not in force at the same time. He said that Pedro Martins is fine with the squad as it currently is. 
and seeing it as it is. It's because the squad is massive, guys. There's going to be around 35, 40 dudes probably in that preseason. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of bodies. There's going to be a, a lot of shifting on to do, and it's not easy when players are making huge bloated contracts. Who is going to take Henry Onyakuru's large contract? The best case scenario is a Turkish team and their current economic standing paying maybe 50, 60% of his contract. That is the situation on hand. Like, let's be very real about that. So the the first thing that they're going to need to do is they're going to need to shift players on. It's going to be difficult and it's going to take the whole summer. I think people need to realize it's going to take a long time to move a lot of the contracts that have eaten into the payroll. The second thing they're going to need to do, I know everyone wants big transfers. They're going to show up, blah, blah, blah. They need to sign two to three players. And I know that sounds terrible. That's not enough. But that's all you can do at this point. Olympiakos is looking down the barrel of playing football in six weeks, five weeks in the Champions League qualifiers. If Is my math's not wrong? Six, seven weeks? Yeah, they yeah. Need- it's basically just over a month away. Just over a month away, the club at best can get two to three players and get them into the team. The situation for El Arabi, I'm not considering. So these guys roll. These Italian guys are coming into the role. And their first things first is, fuck, I got to get all of these guys out. I'm going to have to get all of these guys out. I've got to get all of these bloated contracts out. It's it's extremely difficult. It's a, I, I, I think it's a, it's a difficult job to be on. Go on, Costa. You see a comment. This is a really interesting comment sent from Nick Hempel. I'm assuming, yeah, Nottingham Forest fan. Situation he says sounds, um, sounds like some of the backroom off-field changes are similar to what happened at Nottingham Forest between the end of the previous season and the season just gone. I've seen that um, line of thought in some articles and you know some opinions that I've read today as well, that Marinaki is the president. He may have looked at what happened at Forest over the, the past season. And since he essentially got Francois Modesto, Yannis Vredzos, those guys out of the day-to-day running of Nottingham Forest, and he left the, the running of the football team to the manager and to um to uh to, to the ceo dane i can't remember what his name yeah. is yeah. but he left it to the, the football name, people yeah. and modesto and and, and Vredos were were taken out and we've talked to forest fans and they they were not happy in particular with with uh, with mr Vredos. anyway um it's not for us to to critique that but yeah. but it we goes back to what i was saying earlier so like marinagis doesn't want to be in situations where he has to intervene. Dane Murphy, thank you, Nick. Um, he he wants to leave the running of the football club to football people. He wants it to run smooth, like he wants it to run like a like a football team, like a business. It doesn't have to do too much. So no, that is a interesting observation, Nick. Thanks for, thanks no, for sharing I, that. I I agree completely. The the situation at Olympiacos has gotten out of hand. I think. There have been moments where this club has benefited extremely well from relationships with managers and agents. Specifically, we saw Daniel Podenza came to Olympiacos because of that. Jose Sa, Ruben Semedo initially. We've seen cases where an agent has offered a player and those connections have driven us over the top. But it's clear that it's gone off the other end. 
if if that makes sense, right, Costa? We need to reestablish ourselves. We need to go move. It's fine making these agent-driven moves to an extent, but at this point, Olympiacos need to reset. And you know what? I think the first message to say is you rescind the offer of El Arabi and you tell him good luck. I think you have to rescind the offer. I think <clears throat> what El Arabi has done to Olympiacos is unacceptable, holding the team hostage like it is. The offer is way too good to the player who has not been good this season and, to be honest, has not treated the club well recently with this whole situation. The team needs clarity, and I think the clarity is, thank you for the memories, but this was unacceptable. The Solipiacos Football Club will not going to be held hostage. We wish you the best of luck. And I know a lot of fans won't like to hear that, but that's what's needing to be said at this point with the way we have been treated by Yusef Al Arabi. I think it's unacceptable for a player to treat the club like that after all it's given. We're a week away from preseason. We don't know if he's going to be there. We're offering him with bonuses almost 3 million euros a year. Um, and that's what we've heard from, from reporters and from the club. So I, there's nothing else to say. There, I am an Al Arabi fan. I wanted him to renew. But this situation, it's gone too far. And I think it's over. I, I, I just, especially with De Sanctis here and with Sabatini, screw it, guys. Like, they're going to have profiles which they can bring us, God willing, and you roll with them. You say goodbye to Yusef Al-Arabi and that's it. And you know what's really interesting, Costa? I have one more note. Did you see what Mathieu Valbena did today? Went to the French press and said, I have an offer, but I haven't signed yet. You know why he did that? Because the Santis or Sabatini were probably like, you didn't sign shit. You're out of here. You're 38 years old and you're barely able to, to play. We're not giving you that contract. The, 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 you, I promise you that's why, why would you go out on, on Radio Monte Carlo and say, I have a contract, but I haven't signed. It's because he saw the new guys are coming in. His French friends, Modesto probably is leaving. He said, I fucking still want my contract. And the, the, there's I a, you that's what happened. There's a big question mark, actually. It's interesting you raise that. There's a question mark about Anigo as well, because Anigo and Modesto normally package deal. And he was supposed to be the, the director of the academy. I don't think it's ever been officially announced. Yeah. But now there's a question mark over Anigo, whether he's going to stay there. It's interesting what you say about Valbuena, the timing. Uh, in yeah, particular. we haven't discussed it, but I, I was yeah. thinking about it a bit more as I was I was listening to what he said. Um, you could be right. Because, and you could well be right. I I hate to bring this up, but we have spoken to players, Elias, Luciano, where they have come to vocal oral agreements with the club. And that was taken off the table after a few weeks. I don't want to say that's on the cards here, but... If I'm Mathieu Valbuena and I've agreed with Francois Modesto for a contract, but I haven't signed, and now I look over my shoulder and Francois Modesto is gone and I may not have a contract in two weeks, I I go out and say, I have agreed with Olympiacos. I'm very excited to get back and sign my official contract. That's just Look, I, 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 I've always said, like, um, a club that has a plan, that has a vision they already know who the replacements of Mathieu Valbuena and Youssef Al Arabi are going to be before the end of the season. They've already identified the targets and they've either, you know, closed them in, uh, they're players that whose whose contracts are expiring. They've normally already identified the replacements. Whether it's a Remy Cabella, I just, you know, dropping a, a random name, but 
you know, for me, if Mathieu Valbuena doesn't renew his contract, it's not the end of the world. Um, the the El Arabi situation is is more serious because for the last three years we've had a striker that scores average twenty plus goals a year. Whether that's you know he has regressed considerably this year, a lot of his goals from penalties as well yeah. doesn't have the same amount of pace or ability to press in Europe as he did maybe in his first season. He was never really known for pressing, but he could chase after a ball. You know, if they if they threw it over over the top, yeah. he'd hustle defenders and don't see that as much. <laughs> I, I saw that Isco was also be, uh, becoming a free agent as well, but maybe he might be a little bit too expensive, Comsi. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, but but yeah, man, um, I agree with your point about El Arabi to kind of close the circle on that because I know there have been some yeah. some questions about El Arabi and somebody even yeah. raised that. Does the new directors coming in mean that that situation is over? It's ridiculous, guys. Like, honestly, the guy's on a, being offered a close two-year contract with two million, four million guaranteed, plus bonuses of a million, taking him up to six. And he wants more, whether it's bo- it's been reported that he too wants much. more on the bonuses. It's like, enough. Enough is enough. And he's probably using that as well to go to back go to, to the Qatar, Qatar and say, and, yeah. look, this is what the Greeks are offering me. Can you give me five instead of four? It yeah. just feels like a bit too much. And, you know, we're speculating. We don't know what's going on, yeah. but it's too much. It's like, okay, thank you. And do you know what? Um, before we go to questions, let, let, uh, comments, let's go to the comments after this. Yeah. I would think that discussions have already begun with De Sanctis yeah. with, and with Sabatini tomorrow about what players can they bring in immediately? Yeah. I think those discussions will have already taken place or will take place tomorrow when Sabatini is in, is in Athens for the interview. So, you know, we said earlier, Sabatini pulled off some miracles with Salernitana. We're not Salernitana, but these guys have network. But exactly. That's, that's the big thing. The, the network that they bring. And I will say this, if you trust the Sanctis, and uh, Sabatini, you tell them, you find me the striker. That's your first job. You show me and you find me the striker. Exactly. And exactly. God damn it, they're going to be itching. I bet you Sabatini is, fuck, he's, he would love to be like, I find a striker and here's 3 million euros to give him. Yeah, I, I promise you he's not going to be talking about some shitty Kyle Laden. No offense to Kyle Laden. The, the the guy kicked out of Turkey and is looking for a big contract. I promise you it's not going to be that. So you, you got to leave it in these guys' hands. The professionals, they're well-known in Italy for what they do. Um, you got to see. I think uh, we can go into the comments, but there's well, another thing. One, one, one yeah. Sorry, Labro, before we mm-hmm. go into comments, there's one more thing I want to throw in on the table. When we talked to to um, to Marco from Tutto, Tutto Mercato, go and check that interview out, guys. Um, afterwards, I'll I'll leave the link above after when 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 the live is is finished. I asked him the question: Can these guys work together? Or actually, he anticipated the question, and his response was basically along the lines of: Both these guys. They have worked with other people before, like they're used to doing that in Italy, having more than you know one or two people like working yeah. together in and these big kinds personalities of too. He he said as well. Yeah, uh, 
I see I see a more inexperienced guy in in um in uh, De Sanctis that can work together with Sabatini and help him. I think De Sanctis will want to develop like a kind of vision with the club for the next few years, and Sabatini can be the kind of um, uh, the, the one that executes. So De Sanctis can say, okay, the team needs this. Uh, this is where we want to go. Help me to do that. And Sabatini is the guy with the experience that and they yeah. bring all those things together and they make it happen. And De Santis that, as well, um, it should be said, was very involved in youth teams and youngster developments yeah. at Roma, one of the best academies in Italy. So maybe De Santis has a long-term vision of the B team, developing the B team. I think that with his pitch to Olympiacos, he should have made clear, I can help develop this B team and finally get youth production going at your football club. I have experience doing this. I can bring in talent from Amen. Rome. I, I'm sure that was part of the pitch. I'm sure it was. And um, you know what? These guys don't know the Greek environment um, like Modesto has now for years and the toxic environment that can come out of it. But you just hope they can battle through it. You know, they can battle almost the bureaucratic and slowing forces of Greek football and the establishment inside big clubs like Olympiacos. Sometimes there's people who like things the way they are. They're going to bring a new, fresh approach. And one more thing we need to to bring up is we don't know who else is going to leave. Um, I've seen this comment a few times on our Twitter. We can't answer this right now. We've asked. There's not an answer. Maybe they're holding it close to their, their cards. Regarding Vasilis Torosidis, Christian Carambe. We can't but say. we mentioned Danny Go. We mentioned Danny Go as well. It was supposed yeah. to be can't the director say. of the I, youth we team. We can't say. We're not going to sell you bullshit. Though, we, we don't you, know. You, you're right. What you said though, like the Sanctis, as we were told earlier, he has experience of working with young players, working with the youth team. We were told, you know, Roma has one of the best canterias, best best youth academies in Italy. Yeah. So it kind of it takes us back to this discussion about Danny Go. Will Danny Go go with Modesto? And as general director, as the guy with the bigger vision, will De Sanctis take over that part of the academy as well? It could be a good thing. Yeah. And I think anyone can tell Giovanni, very nice. Thank you for dropping the message in. Um, Sabatini is bigger than De Sanctis. And that, that's what we, we've been told. And it's something that Marco from uh, Tuto Sport, I forget the name. Uh, said as well they can help balance each other and it's something that 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 that's normal in italian football so we'll see we can't tell you who's leaving who, who else is leaving tonight um we're gonna see i think i think anything can happen and something else we're gonna be talking about i think pedro martins could go by next week as well um yeah i don't want to drop you that had bomb to. on anyone you had to. but i had to i had to um this is just a gut feeling. I think there's movement for Martins. I don't think you bring a sporting and technical director in and then say, here's the coach who, uh, yeah. I think they'll give it to, they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll try to give it to him, but I think the rumors of Pedro Martins leaving Olympiacos and Brazilian teams looking at him are not random, if that makes sense. So, so I did ask hey, some your opinion, I don't know. 
I, I did ask some Greek journalists about this today, actually, and it's not the first time that Flamengo are interested in Martinez. Eh? Yeah. So you know, it, it's it's been on it's been on the rumor mill in previous seasons. He he didn't go out there. I don't know what changes this season so close after he's he signed a new contract. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do agree the timing was a little bit like, oh my God, these Italians are coming in. They don't know the coach. They'd probably want their own guy. But I, I think it, there was also the, the message from, from Martins on his Instagram or on his socials. Yeah, which he, It was he, very cryptic today. Yeah, it's, it was, it's never yeah. him. He, he's, he's also come out publicly and said, I don't handle my social media accounts. So that that message about you know the the good relationship with the president and the appreciation it was a bit it was a bit weird and all of these things like they they form a nice conspiracy theory in practice we'll see what happens I, as you said I think the next couple of days we could see uh, real big movement real I I I, real movement. I don't what I'm gonna say um, about this tonight. The news all came from Italy today, guys. And that's why we we made the call that we were going to reach out to Italian journalists. And we spoke to we spoke to Marco on air, but we spoke to a few off camera as well. There is movement happening at Olympiacos and the Greek media is a bit slow to react because I don't think they know exactly what's going on. The club is keeping keeping the cards close to the chest. So all the information is going through the Italians. I haven't seen a Greek reporter break one ounce of anything on this story. So keep your eyes on the Italian reporters. We will be keeping them updated. We'll be asking questions and we'll, we'll hopefully bring you the news when it happens. We're not just going to say reports in Italy say we'll we'll call the reporter who writes the report and ask them what it says. You know, why are we saying reports are saying like they are in the Greek media? So We'll see. I, I I think everything is on the table. Christian Carambe could go in theory. I'm not saying he is, but I don't know his role now. With we can't with rule Martins. anything out. Exactly. That's we, the main we, point. That's that's the main point. Could Martins go again? We can't rule it out. I have a gut feeling that this could be it. This is very like Marco Silva esque. A lot of people have been comparing it to this summer where. A few weeks before preseason, few weeks he didn't get his budget, and he was like, "I'm uh, retiring for whatever." You know what I mean? It has weird vibes. So I, I think I, we're in for a goddamn roller coaster. Today was insane. I can't remember last a day like this supporting Olympiacos with so many dominoes falling. I I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we're almost forty-five minutes in, guys. We've you know we've. Um... <laughs> try to bring in some of the comments yeah. as well and do the rounds of okay what's happened how it's happened what does it mean we've tried to analyze it yeah there is a link in the in the chat guys if you guys want to hop on some of you have asked is there a link tonight yes there, there is, is if you guys want to hop on and talk to us ask questions hit the link like come and join us love to have a chat in english whatever you guys want um before we do that another uh shameless uh call Please hit that like yeah. button. Uh, it really does help in disseminating this episode, getting it out to a wider audience. We want to bring Olympiacos fans from all over the world together. So please do like, like, leave us a comment, any criticism, positive or negative. 
um, we're we're democratic yeah. people, uh, sure. and, yeah. and and please uh, subscribe as well. Uh, that way, you won't miss any future episodes. Uh, lots of great content coming your way always from yeah. Gate Seven International. And follow us on social media as well, because those reports we post um, on Twitter, for example, we we ran a thread with some of the key points Marco told us as well. So if you're not following us on there, you can you can do that as well to follow. Twitter, social, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Facebook, we're everywhere. Yeah. Very good. Okay, I'm going to go through some of these comments now and see what we yeah. what we haven't addressed. Sounds good. <coughs> uh, Alex zero fifty says Sabatini is actually very good. Finally, no more French players or players from Africa. Time to look at Italian players or from other countries. Our history with Italian players hasn't been too great. Yeah. A couple of Leali is the last one I remember. I don't know who. Vincenzo Greco is another one. He came from Roma, left-footed midfielder, stayed about a year, then left. Uh, Enzo Maresca is another one. Uh, Italian players haven't done haven't done so well as, as far back as I can remember. But yeah. I think somehow it would be good to keep someone like Karim Burr around, have that French network. I still think that there's a but role for it. There's still a role for it. Um, I, I still think that there will, we will retain that kind of expertise around France. And I don't think that there will be a rupture with yeah. Modesto. I think Modesto has always wanted uh, something bigger to go to a bigger league. To an extent, like, you know, he, he has had success at Olympiacos. So yeah, he's yeah. going to a team that's promoted to Italy. Like, we wish him well. Uh, and I think that that kind of access to the French agents and the French second division in particular will will stick around. So I don't think this means that you know that that the French players coming to Olympiacos, the young French players in particular, is 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 over. I think what we're trying to do is expand, diversify, diversify the profile. And, exactly. And like our friend Giovanni here says, Sabatini likes talent from South America mainly. That's the thing as well. Olympiacos has flopped over and over and over in the South American market. Olympiacos struggles with developing players from there, getting them into the rhythm of European football, but also adapting to European football. Case in point, Maxi Lovera came in as a huge talent. Where is he now? Um, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Which... Also, is a point we can discuss later. If more South Americans come in, is Maxi Lovera going to come in and uh, do something? But anyway, go on. Uh, next comment, Gregory Sinanilis. I think you tweeted us about this as well, mate. Yeah. Can we see such big names as Belotti or Benedeschi coming in as free agents? I mean, we can we can dream, but I think the likelihood yeah. is very what, very low. What? People need to understand, like I said at the beginning of, of the show, the budget is so big. I, I, I don't know how else I can I can say this. The contracts are massive, and these contracts are not of players who are going to be sold for big money. Ruben Semedo is one of the highest earners in the club, and God damn it, they can't get rid of him. Porto pulled out, and they're not going to buy him now, or they're going to try to stab us to get us to go even cheaper. Guys, the biggest thing right now, Olympiacos, what the club needs, it needs to figure out a way to get these big contracts out of the club. The the transfers, the bigger transfers for me will be the players that we can recuperate some money and get them out of this team. It's not going to be a big name. I think 
to be honest, I could see one big name, Javier Pastore, I think is having a bit of like a resurgence in his career, midfielder, Argentinian. I think he's in uh, Spain. That's one name. I But I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. There, it. The opposite needs to occur. The opposite needs to occur. As much as I see people say Marinakis doesn't spend, the team needs to stop being so cheap. The budget is massive. The budget is, it's something I, I've never seen before at this club. Just people it could just be look bigger through. than that, that team that has, he, that has he had. Like the Easily. budget is, is off the hook. Think about how much we're paying. Think about the contracts that Manolas had to take to leave Napoli. Socrates had to take to leave Arsenal. That's two right there. Vachlik to be pulled away from Sevilla and other Spanish teams. The contracts are massive. If you give another big contract to Yusuf El Arabi, and one thing I'll say as well, I don't know what Modesto promised Valbuena as well. If it's a contract, if it's one million euros, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm not going to be surprised. I'm going to be honest. All of these things considered, and also the role players. There's role players on high end contracts as role players. Kunde for one. Gary Rodriguez is another. Henry Onyakuru again. The People are on heavy contracts. So that is the goal right now. That is the goal. Try as hell to get into the Champions League and try hard to get rid of these garbage players that Francois Modesto, along with Pedro Martins, have brought into Olympiacos the past two years. That, that's that's the goal. That is the goal right now for me and for the team. Maybe get a bit younger. So I don't know. We've got a guest. One of our favorite in? guests. Bring him in, yes. Such an honor, guys, when you Welcome. call me favorite guest. <laughs> Thank you. How are you doing? All good? Hi, good. How did you Raymond take this news? Moscow. Tell us. Uh, yeah, I'm in Moscow right now. You know, uh, it seems like it's a forerunner of, March, of Martin's departure. Uh, that's the feeling I have. Uh, that, if, yeah. I mean, if that's the case, uh, I'm uploading our decision. I think it's the right one. Not because I'm Marty Martins, you remember that I was actually supportive to, towards Martins, but because um, I want to see things changing and things that has to do uh, much more with just the manager change. I want uh, our club to change our mentality, our culture. I want to see a team with an average age of 24, let's say. I want to see players like Fetfadzidis brought up from the second team to their main team. By the way, do you remember who, who took uh, Fetfadzidis from the second team to the, to the first one? Costa, mm. do you remember? Alverde. No. No? It was oh, Zico. Oh, shit. Zico. Zico, you're it right. It was yeah. Zico. Can you, I, I mean, ask yourself, would Martins do the same? No, and, uh, unless I mean, it's Project Chimikas, like we were told with uh, Kito as well. That was a disaster. But yeah. I can't and think of who he has actually advanced from the academy because Chimikas technically wasn't coming back from... He wasn't coming from the academy. He was coming from yeah, T-Line. Yes, yes. He was on loan. I think it was in Holland. That he had a good year and then he... We had this conversation, who is better, Chimikas or uh, Kutris? And, well, we saw how it went. Uh, by the way, we can afford a team that will win the championship and that will have a very, very young, uh, like, average age. We can do that. And we can be become a selling club. I 
it sucks to see discussions about LRB uh, contract when he's 35 and he's asking for three years more and we're considering that. I mean, are you? Is is that what what you want for uh, for your team? He, he's a beast of a player, but come on, guys, we can win the championship with without Alarabi. We can bring a young guy who's gonna be like 23, 24, and we can sell him for 10, for 15 millions in the future. The same thing applies for our defenders as well. Like for the whole team, build a young team, guys. We can win a championship with a young team. We don't have to to have players like Valbuena or LRB who are like 35 and 36. Thank you for everything, but that's not how I want Olympiacos to to be in my eyes, you know? Yeah. No, I, I get that completely. The... The, the fact about Mathieu Vaboyna, the, the club struggles with moving players on. I, I remember Chori Dominguez, David Fuster. When players reach the end at Olympiacos, it's really difficult to get them out because there's this idea with Vaboyna too, it's already been discussed. Oh, they're going to take a permanent position. And it's happening now with Torosidis, which is fine. He's different. And Avram as well. But not every veteran who passes from Olympiacos, like Chori Dominguez became a scout of Olympiacos. What does Chori Dominguez know about scouting? No offense, I love him as a player, but just because you're an older veteran of Olympiacos and you're coming to the end of the career doesn't mean you need to become a member of the staff. I, 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 str- I, I struggle with that. There's this idea, we'll keep extending your contract, and then when you're ready, you become a member of the staff. I mean, I don't mind veterans in the team, but like, it's fine to have one or two max. No, but when when you want, you need a good mix of both. Like we've said it today, like we've said it a few times this season. The average age has gone up a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. We're all they're all above thirty. The key players. And you know they've still got they've still got years ahead, but you need some youth in that team to complement the veterans. You don't have a Daniel Pedenza anymore, you know that has the the eye of the tiger, like that determination to be seen and mm. get a big transfer. Like let's not kid ourselves. Like M Vilas or Kratis Manolas, Vachlik is good, yeah, but of like, course, but like these guys that they're, they're top, but. But they're not looking to leave. I'm trying to say yeah. that's it for them. Like they've got a couple of years or one year in some cases left on their contract. Maybe that extends. Maybe they'll go to a I, I don't know. It's not the same, but you need some some players with ambition and determination to to show something more and mm. learn from those more experienced players. Like there's the famous expression, at least from from England, you never win anything with kids, which Alan Hansen famously said about Manchester United. He was wrong, but generally the gist of what he was saying is right. You need a mix of youth and experience to have a successful team. At the moment, that that mix is wrong. It's the wrong way around. But it's the transfer strategy as well. Why are you bringing... Kenny Lala in, or why are you bringing Gary Rodriguez in? I know 
but they're at that age profile where they're right around 30 years old. What at what point do you sign Kenny Lala? And it, best case scenario, let's say Kenny Lala played fantastic for Olympiacos this past year and a half. Who is going to pay more than three or four million euros for Kenny Lala? You know what I mean? Who 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 are you? Who, you're not competing against anybody. There's no future in this player, and that's the problem because there's too many positions where there's no future in that position. You look at your central defenders outside of Cisse, Papasathopoulos, Manolas. They're not being sold. Vachlik is not being sold. It's now three positions. Lala is not being sold for any money. That's four. MVA is not being sold for a lot of money. El Arabi is not being sold. We're looking at half the team almost is players that you cannot move on for any sum of money. And that is why I was over. I was over. I was extremely critical of Francois Modesto. And look at the shit show this club is in right now, guys. Like, the media does not do a good job of explaining how bloated this budget is, how many useless players you have on massive wages. It is a real problem. And they're in terrible age profiles, too. It's going to be... It's a disaster. It's a disaster. Let's see what... Labro, you're right. There's a very, very big mismanagement of of our contracts. Can you imagine, like, if we get rid of... uh those players you mentioned i mean not not, not those players you mentioned like the, the ones that uh, didn't offer us anything with massive contracts and bring uh, um some youth prospects let's say from africa from i don't know from brazil or from whatever i mean at least we can gamble they can become i don't know they, they can be like lovera or they can be like diogo on his first year we didn't know that but we have to take these chances to bring young guys and see, okay, if they do, if they do, um, don't play it, it's fine. I mean, they're not the first one, neither the last ones, right? Yeah. But uh, bring some youth. I mean, so show us that you have a like um, a vision for the future. Yeah. And and the uh, whole situation with Markovic, I don't know if you followed Roman, where he was a starlet of the Partizan Academy. He was like their version of Retzos, if we think of it like that. He captained them. Did very well. This player is now suing Olympiacos. Can you believe a player is suing Olympiacos for maltreatment and bullying? A star, not just like this isn't, I don't know, some random guy from the academy who didn't make it. It's a guy who could have gone almost anywhere leaving Partizan and went to Olympiacos and he's been treated like this. It's a it's a real disaster. It's a real disaster. I um as much as I'm pissed off at that situation, like we don't know the other side of the story. We don't know. We don't know the other side of the story. Yeah, no, I agree completely. But all I'm going to say um, is I don't know how Martins continues with this new group of Italians and, and movement. I am. Um, they're going to have to sit down for a conversation. Maybe and, they've already spoken, but I don't know. And another thing uh, about the transfer rumors. We're talking about Milivojevic, who is like, on his 30s. We're talking about the bad look, the, the right we, um, the right back guy from the... Uh, Watford, not from Watford. Sheffield. So from Sheffield. Sheffield, yeah. He's also like 29 or 28. I mean, come on, guys. You, need you don't need... You yes, need you need experience. I, I do agree, but uh, I mean, as you said before, you need uh, the right, let's say, analogia, how you say in English. Uh, ratio, balance. Yes, exactly. And and it, 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 it works only one way, you know? Yeah. 
I haven't heard one rumor about a young guy, about a prospect, about the future, about something. I mean, you don't need, are... you don't need 30-year-old players to win the Greek championship. You don't need them. You can do exactly the same thing with young guys. That's gonna bring you some money in the future. Yeah. No, I I agree. It's just getting the balance right. And I think one of the best things about actually bringing these two guys in is the player profile that we have is really optimal for, I don't know if you know, you've seen lower to mid table Serie A sides, but they're just surviving for their lives. They don't care if you're 35 or you're 28, they'll take you. I think moving someone on like Kunde, I don't know, someone like Lala with their network, maybe to a lower end mid table Serie A side is now possible or even Liga, I don't know. Costa, I don't know your opinion on that. What do these guys bring in getting rid of some of the some of the products we have? Specifically, Semedo as well. You also have the contract of Fortunis. Who knows what the hell is going to happen there? I, 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 don't, I don't know what to do. Like I, I sound like a repeating record because that's been my concern for two over a year and a half, two years I've been writing about this stuff, um, about Olympiacos. And it's kind of finally feeling like, well, everyone else is like, oh, shit, like it's coming around. Even the media is like, we've got a few problems. I don't, I don't know. A lot of people were in a denial about it, but I think that's where we are right now. And so we got to make changes. And changes are what we're getting. Yeah, changes are what we we're getting. Be, yeah, yeah. We need to be uh, patient. Is, is Valverde still available? <laughs> he is still available. Do you know what? I... um. And so is Marco Bielsa, Marcelo Bielsa. A lot of people are reminding us. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think it's really interesting what's going to come out of this. I'm really intrigued by seeing a new approach at Olympiacos. And what Costa went back to a bit at Nottingham Forest, I really, 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 really hope that there were some lessons taken out of that. Like something along the lines of, wait, we don't need to rely on agents to get players. We can do a bit of scouting. We can do a bit of data analytics. We can produce a few players out of the academy and make a lot of money. You know what I mean? Um, I think they had the story. Johnson, Brennan Johnson came out and he was yeah. from their academy and he's almost worth over 20 million pounds at this point. Jed Spence was a young player who turned out, I know he was on loan for them. I don't know a ton about Forrest, but it's more of the idea. Look at the disaster that was brought. Forrest was on the brink of being in a relegation group because of these agent deals, these kind of slimy transfers that we've become to love, the ones we know at Olympiacos. Let's move away from that and let's see. And and you know what is... Is the Sanctis and the uh, the other guy Sab Sabatini? I got his fucking name. Sabatini. Sabatini. Anyway, is he, are they connected to agents? I fucking bet you they are. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they everyone are. is connected. Everyone connected is. to agents. That's, it that's doesn't again. work without agents. It, uh, exactly. That's what people forget when it transfers. Yep. People don't understand. Every, yeah. Everyone just thinks that you know they, that some something happens. Like people have talks and the transfer's done. No. There's uh there, there, there's salaries, there's bonuses, there's agent fees, there's all sorts of things that are involved in a transfers. They don't just happen like that. Mm -hmm. So again, we, we touched on this earlier. The discussions have been held with the Sanctis with Sabatini. I'm sure that all right, who can you bring in tomorrow is part of the discussion. Who's into our these, network? 
and these we need more agents know. as well. Yeah, so. These guys know. Um, I, I want to just come back to this issue of the youth. We've talked about it a few times today. Um, Nick from, from Forrest is asking as well about our academy. We talked about Brennan Johnson, Jed Spence. I've dropped a question in, in the YouTube chat, and I'd like everybody to go and answer that question there. The question is, would you, would you be willing to accept some bad results for the sake of developing young prospects for our, from our academy? That's what it comes down to, guys, because in Greece, we know that one, one draw, one defeat, and the media turns and the fans turn against you very, very quickly. And young players make mistakes. Jolaki's made mistakes last season. Young players made mistakes. If you don't make mistakes, you don't learn. You don't improve. So uh, we really, all of us, we have to ask ourselves that question. And we know that Olibiakos is not... Is, we're not living in the Kokalis era. I'm not, not comparing Kokalis and Marinakis, but it's not possible for Olympiacos to attract players like Rivaldo, the big bam. Like we, we're treating Henry and Yakuru signing as big bam. That's bullshit. <laughs> it's not a big bam. Rivaldo's a bam. Garibé's a bam. Um, I'm trying to think of like big Manolas. Manolas was a bang. We, we those those opportunities are just not possible. We've dropped so far down the coefficients. We should have been starting from the first round of qualifiers for the Champions League in early early late June. We need to change our model. That's what Roman's saying as well. Mm. We need to develop more young players. It's how we can make cash revenue developing them selling them we're already a selling club but we're a selling club when we buy or bring young players from outside of our system play them and then sell them the last players that we developed from our academy directly is essentially retos yeah retos think about awesome. but also think about how much money you got from that generation of retos nicolao also sold for around four million euros yeah that's not bad sale Kenny Lala is barely going to get you 1.52. We're looking at Ruben Semedo for 4.5. Even the average ones, which we can say Nicolao, I thought was, I thought he was decent. Okay. But the ones that aren't Rezos, let's say, they're young. And a team may say, well, we see a few characteristics that we can tweak. We'll give you four because we think we can make maybe make eight. When I buy Kenny Lala, if I'm Lil right now and I look, I'm looking at 31-year-old Kenny Lala. The best I get is two, three years out of him, and then I, he's released on free contract. That's the reality, right? So even if your academy players aren't amazing, let's say like Likoyanis, like this type, you know, they'll still send you a good three, four million because they have a chance to get even more money. With assigning, with signing a player like Lala, there's no chance that, profit margins for these teams so they won't give you anything but that's that's my main main takeaway but and another thing i would like to mention is that let's think about the players that used to 
used to be in our youth team, we released them because we thought they weren't good enough. And then they had very uh, good uh, careers. I think Saliakas was one of them, wasn't he? Yeah. Would we mind to have Saliakas as a backup in the uh, in uh, the back? No, I think... He, we cannot for, hear Costa, you're muted. You're muted for registration, Costa. yeah, it would be great. But Costa, no. I think it's, Labra it's... and I have different opinions on this, uh, on uh, on Saliakas and uh, Profidiga mentioned Siopis as well. Yeah. If you guys haven't watched the interview that he did with Betarades, he pretty much talks about what happened at Olympiagos. He was playing injured in that first game against Partizan away from home, like really badly injured, like taped up his ankle, uh, could barely run. And took two he... to three shots as well into his ankle, directly, directly. Yeah, and then, you know, he was surplus to requirements and he made the transfer request. The club was pissed at him and, you know, everything kind of turned sour. Um I think I think Siopis would have a place in this team as Saliakas a um, also. Saliakas too. No, I, I, I agree. Statistically Yanis as well. That's a backup. Yeah, we we never we never starter. played them. They never got the opportunity. They never got the opportunity to play for us. That's yeah. it. It's as simple as that. They yeah. never got the opportunity. They got an opportunity means a string of games. You can't say, oh, he played 45 minutes, he's crap. It doesn't work like that. Anyone that's played football before that has an understanding of humans, confidence, development, that's not how you develop a player. Play I, him I 20 also, minutes, don't I, play Costa, him for six games, play him for 10 minutes. No, that's not how you develop I think a something I've learned over the years now, as we've, as we've been doing this podcast, as we've spoken with people in the game, but specifically to the players, you don't understand the circumstance and the complications like of the individual sometimes when we're sitting here and we're throwing out names of players and whatnot. Um, so when you, the stories sometimes you hear of a player, we we bring up a story, oh, blah, blah, this wasn't great that year. And they say something like, well, my wife was having trouble with pregnancy and was had health problems and my mother had this and that. You know what I mean? It's there's so many individual circumstances get, that can turn a player into a great of Olympiacos and something that's holding them back just a bit, you know, and we don't know. But there's always that. There's a chance things aren't going to go right, right away. These people are not robots. They're human beings. Also, Daniel Podence didn't go right, right away. He worked really hard and developed a lot of skills, which became apparent later. But yeah. I, I don't know. This is just the greatest thing about this whole, as we've been calling it, the Italian revolution is maybe there's something else out there for Olympiacos. Maybe there's another path. And goddamn, we hope there's a better path than the one we're on right now. Um, another on, comment from ASG7 that I'd like to read. He says, we must be clear about the young players. We don't know if they deserve. And in Greece, I have heard that they didn't go very well with Olympiacos in Football League. Um in the end, the B team, they kind of picked up towards the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, they were drawing quite a lot of games. But, uh, you know, Bagalianis, I thought, had a very good a very good season. I'm not surprised. He's a guy that played as a starter for Aris. And he decided to come and play for our B team. Played a couple of first team games. And you could see, like, the lad's got passion. He's determined. He has, probably has ambition. He wants to play. And we're hearing that he's um, he's above Usain Ubar in the pecking order going into preseason. It's 
positive. Let's see how he does. There's the, the perennial kind of talk about Vasilis Surlis, who's been in the first team since last year, training with the first team. He's 18 years old, didn't get any games this year. After a great preseason and after playing in qualifiers, just yeah. didn't get any key, opportunity. Key in that game with Nefci Baku on that shitty pitch on that hot night there. You remember? Yeah. And he was Same with bad. Markovic, I think. He wasn't yeah. bad against uh, Baku. Very good. So yeah. good. I'm, I'm, I mean, we've discussed him and Ari's not here and Ari's a super fan of, of mm. Vasilis Udlis. We all know that. Uh, it's... It's a shame he didn't get more opportunities. So there is talent. And um, those of you listening now or listening later, go and listen to or watch Luciano's interview. Because we yeah. asked him, he's, he's been a coach for youth, uh, you know, youth teams at Axanthi. And um, I think he was, at, uh, I want to say, Panceracos. He told us about Greek players, that the problem, problem Greek players have, according to him, is that they don't believe in themselves. They see foreign players coming in and they think, oh, this guy's coming. He's going to take away my place. Instead of, you know, flipping that and saying, no, do you know what? I'm going to show. I'm going to show this guy. Like Michael Jordan mentality. I don't know. I've been watching The Last Dance again. That's what that's what we're hearing. What but it's also... It's built into the Greek mentality, I think, too, because of the Greek management style. Well, for fuck's sake, we just gave Brazilian blah, 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 a big contract. Are we going to start, I don't know, Papadopoulos, who's on like minimum salary, like as a technical director and coach, I'm fucked if I do that. You know what I mean? So it goes both ways. It's the players, but also the incentive of the te- the, the lower level technical directors and managers is, geez, you know. This is a good comment from Salomon Locker injections of young talents and good mix of players is what we want the problem is we don't see these injections i think what you what you're saying is what we've seen a lot with the academy players is that you know there's been a game where olibiagos plays colopetinitsa in the cup and then the coach decides let's change the entire starting 11 and play young players with each with each other again that's not the best environment to throw them in like, yes, the ones that will really stand out that are, you know, crazy impressive will stand out. But I, th- I think a better way of doing it is to put them into a first team situation with the first team, with experienced players around them that can give them confidence, help them to bring out, you know, the, the, mm. the skills uh, and, and the talent. Yeah. We've, not, we've not really done that. Um, and, and this is why I fear for Pedro, I don't fear, but why I think Pedro Martin's job is at stake because this mentality I don't think is built in to Pedro Martin's idea. As we went over, De Santis has his starts from the Roma Youth Academy, which is very good. And this is his first go. And you know what? I think he may be looking to build it for four to five years, right? If you're De Santis, you're coming to Olympiacos to build something for three, four, five years maybe, and then go back to Italy. At that point you probably want to see a few young players developed who you can say, oh, you know, Vasily Sorlis, I got him sold to a big team. Currently, like, uh, I saw an interview with Tuto Mercato that Modesto said. He said, 
oh, I brought in Daniel Podense and organized the sale. I brought in Chimikas and said he would start and I got that sale. You can go read the article. That's what he told Tuto Mercato in January. So the Sanctis, when he tries to build his profile, he's going to want to say, oh, do you know that Surlis, who's now in the UK? Well, I helped organize. You know what I mean? He's going to try to build his CV. And he's not going to build his CV by saying, you know what? Um, Kenny Lala to Lil, I got for 1.5 million euros. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's going to need, he's going to try to build something. And Pedro Martins, I'm sorry, at this point is like, fuck it. I need a result. That Like, I'm trying to survive at all costs here. So things are, you know what I mean? The, the, these things don't go together. Pedro Martins and like young players and a new strategy do not go together from what we've seen in two years. So I don't know what his place is. I don't know what it is. He has to change his style or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I want to read a Greek comment from Haralabo Samuelis. Kalispera, μπορεί κάποιος να μου πει γιατί δεν κοιτάμε την σκανδιναβική αγορά. Μπας και βρούμε ένα νέο Μέλμπεργκ ή ένα νέο Κρίστινσεν για την επίθεση. Αν και τον Κρίστινσεν δεν νομίζω να τον έχει τη δίστη μικρή, αλλά αν ναι, ξέρετε γιατί μιλάω. I do remember the name Κρίστινσεν. I was... I was under 10 probably when he was playing but I do remember uh, I do remember his name. I think um Haralabe if you're listening or if you watch this later go and check out a couple of interviews that we've done with Per Zetterberg. We talk about Scandinavia. Uh one of the things that he's he told us about Scandinavia is the fact that yeah they they only bring in foreign players in Scandinavian teams only if the foreign players are not two times better, three times better, four times better, but like five times better. So that's what it means to prioritize domestic players and try and develop players. And look at their, look at their national teams, Norway, Finland, Sweden, today, Denmark. Denmark. Yeah. Don't, don't laugh. Like all of those are strong teams that Greece hasn't beaten. Okay. We fluke beat Sweden. I think in the, under the under JVS but when it came down to business and they needed to win they, they but also we're, we're getting past I think is really key the Greek Super League but also Olympiakos and this is not nice to say but teams like Midge, Midgeland Midgeland is that how it's called Malmo. it's such a pain in the ass for Greek teams you know like they're they're going past us because they've developed this strategy they're like we're not good enough to be Ajax or Benfica but in our little neighborhood, we can do. Do you remember? That. Do you remember no, the no. fishing village that beat Pauk like two years ago? <laughs> Which one? There's been quite. A uh, few. I. It's. Like, I don't even remember <laughs> the name. I don't even remember the name. Costa, do you, do you remember the name of the team? Was it Mario Bor? Was that the Romanian one? I, what was? No, 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 no it was a Scandinavian team. It was a Scandinavian team, like. Uh, Valarenga? I, I don't know. I don't no, no, know. no. I mean, uh, it would be funny if it was Valarenga. It was like something middle table or even worse like that. And they beat Pauk twice. I don't remember. I don't remember yeah. either. I, I... Yeah. Oh, here we go. Someone did remember it, and it's with a picture of Lucescu. Yanis, if you're a Pauk fan. Ostersund. Yes, sorry. Ostersund. yes that, that's it. That's it. But yeah. <laughs> And these are questions that were, it's really exciting that we're having this conversation because 
with Francois Modesto and with the current arrangement, would we be having this conversation in a way where we say, maybe this could happen? Would we? I'm going to say no. Look, look at the, the roster he's constructed. I, I'm i seeing a lot of people say, Merci, Francois Modesto. You've done fantastic work at Olympiacos and thank you for his service for sure. But guys... The roster is a disaster. The, the roster, top to bottom, is a disaster. I. We'll see. We'll see what's done. But... How how Marinakis feels when he's paying that amount of money for players that are not even in the team right now? The wage has to be yes. much better, bigger than Nottingham Forest's wage budget as well, you would assume, this past year. Like almost double like who are they paying really big i don't know um we we have more we have more players on the roster that aren't even on the squad yeah that we yeah, don't yeah. even know about so ruben tomato makes around two million euros too and he's been i don't think it's that much i think it's close to like closer to 1.5 which is still a lot of yeah. money um yeah i but, i think half of the here like maybe all of his wage is paid by Porto right now, but still, I mean, so, we have a bunch well, of a bunch of other players with uh, less wages, but they are pretty useless yeah, because they never played up, for us. Know? Yeah. Yes, I I understand. They never played for us. They're not never gonna play for us, and for some reason, we still uh, have them in our roster. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, look, guys, that's for we're. Sure. Do we have anything anything more? Kind of almost almost midnight Central European time. We've talked, I think, pretty much everything we can yeah. say about Modesto, uh, Sabatini, De Sanctis, big changes coming to the club. It's Massive. an it's, it, it's 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 a live situation. It's evolving minute yeah. by minute. Uh, don't be surprised to see articles pop up with things that. You're not expecting. We are scouring around, uh, talking to our sources as well, keeping an eye on things. Labro, Roman, any last thoughts, comments? No, Costa, just, do you think that yeah. uh, Martins is uh, is about to leave with the whole situation with the current changes, or it doesn't have to do with that? It's a different story. I don't think so, ma'am. Um, I. I think it's too much. Like, really? Like, I think this is already quite a whirlwind to see this, like, reshuffling happening, which it's been quite sudden. But if you think about it, um, not that surprising in a sense that it's been on the record from Carapapas in his um, interviews on the radio or from Olympiacos journalists that the board is not happy. It's not happy with the way the team's played and that there there would be changes. I think we expected more of the changes in personnel in, in, in the football playing squad and not in the backroom. And that, I think, has been, to an extent, a little bit of a surprise. But for Martins, do I think it's the beginning of the end? Not now. Like I think that the club and the management, and now I mean Marinagis, has respect for Martins. There is a mutual respect there. And I think that they will give him the chance to take the team into the Champions League qualifiers. But he knows it. He's on thin ice. 
if it doesn't, if he doesn't, uh, if he gets knocked out, I think that the Italians they'll they'll get rid of him at the They're first. They're chomping at the bit to to put their guy in. You know, if you were just hired for a job and one of your key decisions was choosing the manager, and they told you you got to stick with this guy, the moment he fucks up, you're like, that's my chance to get my guy in, right? You know, it makes clear sense and. This is one of the things that most scares me about the situation moving in. I think it's a great development, but what is going to happen when you have Ludo Goretz 2.0? You're going to ha- bring in a manager in August or September who has no experience with the squad, and you're going to enter the championship like that, that it has the recipe to be a disaster. That's why I think, I don't know, I, I, I think I think there could be a development of him leaving in the next week, two weeks, I don't know. We'll see. You think that he, you think that he sees the situation evolving how it surely, is? Surely, surely, Pedro Martins has to see the writing on the the wall, right, guys? Well, he's not staying another year. Like, let's be honest, right? This best case scenario, he leaves. He leaves next year, so he's not their long term choice. He's not there for a long term project. It's it's strange strange i don't know guys what do you think like whoever's still following leave us a comment after we're done um in in the comments box roman thanks mate for for joining us all the way oh, thank the you show. guys let's see what the next week is gonna bring to us i stick with uh, lambro's opinion i think martin's I'm not sure if he's gonna leave or not, but I think it's uh, under question now. More, more like much more than ever before. Yeah, maybe the key is that it's a question now in his mind what's going on, and that he isn't 100 percent safe. But I think yeah. if Karen Bear is still around, he has uh, he does have some protection. That's there that's the next shoe to drop. That's not. I'm I'm so yeah. confused. You know. Talk about some of the reporting being done in Greece is really poor. There's not questions like this. The Italians don't know Karambe. They don't know his situation. But at Olympiakos, they should be seeing that two new heads. Let's be honest. The, the heads of Olympiakos backroom staff in the past year were Karambe Modesto. So now we have two Italians coming in. So where does that leave Modesto? Third fiddle with these guys? The the first question... You mean Karambe, yeah, excuse me. The first question that comes to my head is what happens with Karambe? The Olympiacos reporters go, uh, we don't know, we didn't Torosidis. ask, it's not clear. Torosidis as well. I think Torosidis actually is in good because I think he played with De Sanctis and he's he's known to them for his time in Italy. But all of this to say, like, let's fucking see. Let's see. Um, we're going to be covering this closely and... And, and see as Dano says maybe these changes will make the difference um yeah very see. good That's roman kalinichta we say good night to you thank you guys thank you guys Stay safe. Thank you for coming on bye bye thank you bye there we have it yeah that's the episode it's it was it's it's a big day for olympiacos i think the biggest day it's been years costa like i, I was sent, talking with you I don't think I've uh, I've seen a day like this in the club in a while, like where so many developments were happening and left, right. You had no idea. We woke up this morning and we had a certain idea something was happening. But yeah. now 
the club has completely changed from where it was 24 hours ago. Can we say that? Can we say that? Like things yeah. where Olympiacos was Saturday morning, let's say, at least in our heads, what we saw is completely different than where we're standing. Most people like me remember the name Morgan De Santis as that goalkeeper who played for Roma and Juve back in the day. And now he's going to play a major role in forming Olympiacos for the next few years. So let's see. Let's see. It's changed the club massively. Good or bad, we're going to see. Let's see. Well, tomorrow, guys, as well, there is going to be a press conference at um, at Olympiacos where they will be presenting the season tickets for next year so that will be opportunity for press to ask questions i don't know if they'll restrict the questions to questions about the season tickets but there are surely a lot of journalists out there and fans not only journalists of course more importantly fans with a lot of questions about what is going to be happening at olibiagos in the the coming days weeks and months just a reminder before we we close up next week tuesday the team starts pre-season in Greece before they head off to Austria. I believe it's on the 22nd of, of June. Uh, so I think it's going to be fast and furious in the coming days, guys. We're going to have to keep up. Yeah, we will do. I'm, I'm supposed to write a thesis, man. I'm, I, I was supposed to write my thesis today. And meanwhile, I was making graphics and messaging people, texting people. So crazy day tomorrow. I'm going to have to work. So we'll see. <laughs> We'll keep you guys updated. As I said before, please, guys, take two seconds right now to hit that like button. If you're listening to me, if you're watching, please hit yeah. the like button on Facebook, on YouTube. It really helps to disseminate Massively. the episode widely and give us a comment on the on the video, on the episode video on YouTube. That also helps too. And if you're listening for the first time and you like what you heard, please subscribe. More content coming fast and furious summer the one thing i did say labro uh when this season ended is that i think this is going to be the most interesting uh the most interesting summer uh pre-season period that we've ever we've ever witnessed yeah and and the first summer the first uh summer that gates have an international was there and making a difference so there we go guys Wherever you are, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We're Gate 7 International. By the fans, for the fans. See you next time, guys.